Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is February 3rd, and it is Wednesday night. You know what that means. It's the Wednesday Night War NXT AEW review, and I am just just begging for something that matters to happen in wrestling this week. Anything. (laughs) Give us something to talk about. Like, maybe somebody gets released, or maybe somebody comes back after seven years, or, or maybe a really old guy wins the Royal Rumble, or maybe somebody with with a lot of upside gets a push or I don't know, maybe one show has somebody from almost every other company in the world on their show. Oh, wait, that happened this week. My God. Alex Pawlowski has joined us. Alex, how you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm, I'm still stewing about being burned by a fake WW Woes account. <laughs> you know uh, uh, I'm 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 a little I'm still I'm still miffed about that man. Well, I, I did not know we had to look out for fake WW Woj accounts, and and uh, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm just gonna do a purge, man. And, and if I see anybody doing fake WW Woj stuff, that's an instant block. I mean, he, he, Alex, you know better. You know better. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: before we get off the air, you, you got to sign off with. Good night, sour maniacs and jabroni marks without a life that don't know at a work when you work a work and work yourself into a shoot marks. I, I, I absolutely would. And this is the thing, I'm out of practice. Back in the day when I was doing Robert's job and Jeremy's job when there was only one of me, um, I, I, I trained myself to look for that kind of stuff. But I was kind of just bleary-eyed, woke up from a nap. What, what the hell? Oh, this is interesting development. All of all of the logos look correct. I'm not gonna put on my glasses. Well, I'm I'm not gonna act like I'm above that. Like I'm not on the the news writing beat anymore. That's not a part of my job description since we brought on right. Robert and Gisberto. Like I am on interviews, podcasts, editing, merchandise, ad sales, all that stuff. So I also I, like when, once you're detached from the 24 hour news cycle, it's very hard to decipher some of that stuff. Uh, the guy that we have on here, Robert DeFelice, is very attached to that, though. He's kicking ass. Oh, thank you. But I'm almost certain 
that I got worked by the same tweet because I, I looked at it. I, I said, Jeremy, I got to get this match. <laughs> oh, shit. You did. I was like, holy shit, this looks awesome. And then, oh, I guess it's not. I do, on occasion, read the chat, as Jeremy always tells me. <laughs> read the effing chat. And I saw that. And that's how I knew that Alex's yep. was... <laughs> you're right. Yep. Oh, man, that's fantastic. I love yeah. it. Um, guys, leave a thumbs up. Subscribe. Tap that bell for notifications. And send a super chat. Today, we did the list. And your girl, number seven, with myself... And Denise Salcedo. And then we did the list and your girl goes on. And y- did you guys see what we did on the list and your girl goes on? We didn't we didn't cover news. I did not oh, oh the, the action figure stuff. We I had Denise review action figures instead, in which she knows absolutely nothing about. Because usually Jimmy's got like five or six stories or something like that. And uh, well, instead, here here's what happened. Please review my package. What do you think of the total package? You know what? I like how long it is. I think it looks pretty. (laughs) I like the thickness of it. (laughs) It looks like it it would last a really long time. I think that qualifies Denise Salcedo for employment benefits at this point. Like, we, we have completely corrupted her. Check out the list in your boy and the list goes on or the list in your girl and the list goes on. My God, <laughs> Matt J. Hendricks said, fight TV fell for that fake WWE account. Oh no. Oh no. But yeah, guys, we got a lot of super chats and uh, we're going to get into all of them, but AEW had a pretty notable show. And as is tradition, Alex got to cover it like whenever Robert passes it up. That's what happens. I tend to do that. He he was all set for that amazing edge tag team match that he was yeah. gonna be in. Yes. So he was like, I gotta watch that tag team match that he's gonna be a part of. The Jabroni Mark got worked into his shoot. And, and here we are. So AEW, it started off with a tag team battle royal won by MJF and Chris Jericho. How'd you feel, Alex? Uh well, for one thing, um I hate the tag team battle Royals where both guys are in the match. But if one guy gets eliminated, the other guy's got to like forlornly like, Oh gee, I guess I better get out too. Cause my partner got eliminated on the other side of the ring. Like that seems like it just, it just cuts everything short and makes it bad. This I was totally here for because I love the element of one guy gets eliminated, but the team's still in it. So then you got to watch that other guy and see what happens there. I also love at the end, you got um, both MGF and Jericho on the same team. So you got to eliminate both of those guys yes. along the way. I thought that was really good. There's a lot of uh, the thing that I did like. I just don't have much enthusiasm for a Jericho and MJF match against the Young Bucks. Not with it, all that other talent they had in the ring. I just, I just, yeah. Sure. I mean, I think it qualifies as a pretty, pretty, uh, ringing endorsement of that tag team division though that they're like you know what mjf jericho young bucks that's a marquee championship match and it's not like okay well we're just throwing two people together they they have committed to becoming a tag team and that i dig because this does not seem like a demotion 
I mean, of course, it ain't the world title, but it doesn't seem like a demotion when people are tag teams in AEW. It certainly didn't feel like it when Hangman Page and Kenny Omega had match of the year against Young Bucks. So that's what I like. Like, it doesn't feel like, well, they don't have anything else for these guys. So, yeah. yeah. And, and the way that I was looking at it was, you could set up multiple weeks of TV here because if the Young Bucks had won, they got to pick their match. But then whoever eliminate the Young Bucks are probably going to face the Young Bucks is what I thought. Who did end up eliminating them? Was that MJF and Jericho or was it somebody else? I thought it was a different team other than them because I, I remember you saying that and I was keeping track of it. But um, yeah, apparently I, not. I mean, well, yeah, <laughs> it's a long ass time ago watching two shows at once. Uh, yeah, I, I, that was the first thing I watched in the entire evening. Um, uh, I, I don't, I don't recall. Was it the acclaimed? It was something. It, it like, was MJF. MJF, MJF threw it, Nick over the top. Okay. See, I would well, have had, I would have had somebody else yeah. eliminate them. That way you can set up a, a non-title match and yes. they beat them. It's, it's a reason for something on TV. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Um, they announced the participants in the women's tournament. And Boris Nizdovich said, cannot wait for the real battle, the AEW bleep machine versus Maki Ito. I've been getting tons of questions mm-hmm. and tons of inquiries about Maki Ito. Brian D'Amber said, I thought only Blue Chew could get me this hard. You need to look into Maki Ito. She's right up your alley. Well, uh, you know what? I'm going to be doing that. And Matt J. Hendricks says, Maki Ito is really good and fun to watch you guys. will like her. Also, she says motherfuckers a lot. Well, I mean, I'm already sold. I've watched very little. I've watched very little. But, I mean, somebody with this much buzz and really no American exposure, I mean, that says something. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I'm sold on her right away. She and I are kindred spirits because that's basically all 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 Graph says is a few hours of me saying motherfucker so i'm 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 definitely into it uh uh, i i was amazed at how much was on the timeline about her because i had not heard of her uh and because i'm i'm sorry (laughs) i i i don't have time to watch all the wrestling um but uh yeah i i'm very intrigued by this tournament uh there's a i love that there's a japan side and then there's the other side Riho is in the side that's not Japanese. I think that's also kind of cool. Just, just mix them all up. It seems like a Street Fighter 2 tournament, and I'm into it. I you mean, know, what? Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Aja Kong popped. Yeah, in that's great. My yeah. God. I was really sad when we didn't get more of her in AEW. But yeah, I looked at Although I am very happy that we did not get her versus Awesome Kong. That did not need to happen. No. I'll give you that. But I did look <laughs> on the timeline and see this uh, Maki Ito just says. I'm here, motherfuckers. And I'm just like, oh, okay, great. Uh, yeah, and Evan Wright says, Sean, my 1500th time asking work. I don't know if that's about Kenta or Maki Ito, because let me tell you, my Q&As have been filled with what's up with Kenta, look into Maki Ito. And and since people have been telling me that, I did watch, um, I, I believe it was, it was actually an Aja Kong and Yamashita match against Maki Ito and Suri. And then I watched the singles match. Uh, with Ito and Yamashita, Yamashita. and then I watched, I, I feel like, two matches that, that she had against Mizuki. But other than that, I've not got to see a ton. Like, uh, TJPW stuff isn't necessarily high on our totem pole right now. I mean, we're you know completely fine with airing results and stuff, but with all the stuff we cover, it is, it is hard to kind of catch it. Matt says, is AEW going to air the Japan stuff? I would imagine so, Robert. That's what they have a YouTube channel for. I got to think it's going right there. 
this is good. This is, it feels like this is what we've been waiting for. And this is what they promised two years ago. Yeah, this has this, this whole thing. And, and the theme of this show is going to be like, the wrestling world is coming together. And this is this is wild. This is unreal. Carlos says, you should watch our YouTube documentary, Going from J- Japanese Idol to Wrestler is Amazing. Simp to the Queen. I mean, wow. this this is a lot of hype like for our type of demographic and our show as far as super chats go. Like, I mean, this this is promising. I like that. It shows that that they brought somebody in with with some buzz about them. And I, I really dig that. I really love it. Yes. And and I like that people are caring and people are excited. Well, let me tell you, I'm excited about Dr. Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, and I want more of it. Uh, these two girls had a lot to live up to in very cold weather, by the way. Very cold. Um, they delivered. I thought this was really, really good. As always, Britt Baker's improvement has shown. Thunder Rosa is a woman who was given the Cobra Moon gimmick years ago. Terrible gimmick. You know, it was still very green. Could have been like, oh, man, this isn't going to work for me. And she didn't. She went to Ring of Honor. She went to NWA. She went every single place she possibly could. She worked. She got better. And this, to me, was the most anticipated women's match in in the company's history. It should have been for the title, I think. I mean, there's no reason for the title to just be dormant right now. But I love this match. Uh, I like the finish, too. Uh, I mean, because Britt Baker is a heel. Alex, how'd you feel about this? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm less I'm less bullish on on the finish. I I, I never I never like the well, uh, we, we can't have this one win. So let's protect her by by having the oh, the, the turnbuckle because got pulled off and the ref's back was turned. Like I, I get it. It's a convention of press to wrestling. I've just watched too much WWE who do sure. that weekly. So that if it was like fresh and I don't remember. Brother, we him. have a show named The Distraction. Yeah. They named it that because there were so many. <laughs> Simon okay. Miller over on What Culture is keeping a running tab of WWE Distraction finishes and it's over 20 already. Oh, yeah. There's but yeah. There, there's like there were there were six on Monday. So like on, on Raw, there were six. So uh, or six distractions leading to something. Um, I'm saying I don't even know that AEW has done the ref's back is turned, remove the turnbuckle cheat for a heel ever. So like it's fine for them. That's great. And that's awesome that, that here's a new wrinkle in it. But for me, I just see it too often. Do they need to? I mean, the, the AEW referees are pretty. <laughs> yes. They're, they're, they're very lax with the rules. They're I don't think they need bad. to do it while the back is turned. That's true. Also, it's like, oh, oh, no, you're fine. Go ahead. Whatever. I don't care. The time that this match was placed was promising. It wasn't in the 9.30 slot. True. It was very early on, right after a Sting segment. Yeah. So I think that spoke a lot as, as well. Uh, Tay Boogie said, women's wrestling on both shows in the first hour brought me so much joy. Chef's kiss. Me too. And I love Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, two of my favorite performers. Great match. Great match. Period. I just love watching these two perform at all. Thunder Rosa, one of my favorite interviews, because I know I'm going to get something real out of her every single time. She is one of the hardest working women in wrestling. And Britt Baker overcame all that snottiness from mm-hmm. the wrestling world of, oh, she was their first signing. She's got to be as good as Sasha Banks right out of the shoot. That just wasn't going to happen. No. That just wasn't going to happen. And this match was awesome. 
They need to get that title on someone they care about booking and booking effectively. Yeah, I mean, the, the, what, what is interesting with this Eliminator tournament is you have an opportunity for somebody like a Thunder Rosa or a Britt Baker to get that title shot versus Sheeta and win. Yeah, and, and then be and then be on the show all the time defending the 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 the, the title because for whatever reason Sheeta is not. Uh, I want to say there was one moment in the match that I loved. Uh, which was that really cool thing of counter after counter after counter finally ending in an air raid crash. I thought it was a really cool moment. Also, uh, you brought up Cobra Moon uh, from, from Lucha Underground, and I, I now I need to see uh, Cobra, uh, Senator Rosa inter, inter, interact with Luchasaurus, who like became Luchasaurus in uh, <laughs> Lucha Underground, and they were on the same uh, team together. So you know, maybe they, have, uh, they can meet over coffee sometime. So I mean this this match lived up to the hype I thought it was so it, it was so fitting it, it felt like a fight to me and that's what I like that's what I appreciate and that's what I want to see more of <laughs> Rob Vulcan says that NXT match got me and Kyler today it was on Facebook for a few minutes uh that AEW ending made me forget that I was supposed to be writing those are the yeah. best endings yes when you forget that you're working that's a good ending uh, Cyclops says Reba went from innocent bystander to full heel. LOL. Yes. Talk about being given an inch and taking a whole mile. Rebel, I think, did the menagerie in TNA, and she was just going to be the makeup girl, and now she's got like a solidified spot with her own fandom because of this one thing from AEW, and I love it. It was very good. Like, I mean, the thing is, she the rap on her was that. In the ring, there were always some question marks about about her, but she is a fantastic character. She is such an effective character, and I really, really like it. Uh, Matt Hendricks says, was hoping for Hiroyo Matsumoto, but Maki Ito will do. I, I can't wait to see how this works out, and if they can get her over to the States eventually, that'd be pretty cool, too. So the Sting promo, it was very short. It was just like, here's Sting, what's up? And I'm okay with that. I mean, I know a lot of people feel like, oh, you got to keep him special. I don't really think so, especially if he's like, I'll be there every week. Let the man be there every week. I got stoked when I saw the Edge interview where he's like, oh, no, I'm going to be there every week. And right now, why not? There is no live event schedule. There is no house show schedule. The travel is not nearly as grueling as it once was. If people are going to come back and do the part-time thing, part-time, which is a very quotation marked right there, I think now's the the right time to do it, Alex. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Um, <clears throat> I think it's, it's it speaks really well for AEW and wh- where their directions are. They have all so many options to put on, on TV. Uh, and Sting is, is really great, and I, I do love the random... Hey, before this big match, uh, Joey Janela gets a title shot because, of course, Joey Janela gets a title shot. Uh, and uh, we're not allowed in the building this week, says Taz, as they're all standing in front of a camera outside the building. Uh, so, so, so cold that Brian Cage also is definitely not wearing a shirt. Um, I, 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 but, but next week, when you have your, it's a wonderful title defense you got next week. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. Like that's, that's such a great little heel thing. Like we're like we don't have a title match for you next week. Somebody else does, but we're gonna screw it up for you. It's just it's such great old school healing. I love it. 
eloquence as Rosa looked like she died at that turnbuckle spot. She's so good, man. She is just so good. Makes me happy just to see her doing so well. Hangman Page and Matt Hardy defeat Chaos Project, which includes uh, noted distraction viewer Luther. <laughs> I just, I just want to say, seeing Robert go because he hears it all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, here's the thing. A lot of the AEW and WWE wrestlers that watch this show, we got to kind of hide. Unless they review it on Twitter or they pop up, we got to hide it. Luther ain't hiding it. He's like, no, I like me some Joe Holbert. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you think? Joe Holbert in a Japanese death match, huh? Oh God! Uh, what did you think of this match, Alex? I uh, the 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 one spot that I that I like the most, obviously, is uh, is uh, Adam Page sidestepping a running Luther cannonball off the apron, and then taking to the camera like well, like Jim from the Office, um, <laughs> who, I who, I, who I watched make out with Pete Davidson this week on SNL. That happened. Um, it did happen. Uh, I, 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 I would like that, like, just for 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 Hangman Page, for him to like slowly turn into Jim Halpert, where he's taking taking to the hard cam at all times because he's got those damn those self-referential chirons underneath him when he makes an entrance. It's just, he's, he's breaking the fourth wall already. I want to see him do the full thing. But this was okay. I mean, Matt Hardy stealing, stealing the uh, the tag to get the pinfall himself. I'm not sure where all this is going. Like, I feel like the, the best use of, of Hangman Page is to join the Dark Out Order and become their de facto leader because, because uh, Brody Lee Jr. Like, taps him and yes. says, you will be our leader. Uh, and I've decided this. And I, don't worry in 10 years, I'm coming back for the crown. Like there's a cool thing to be done there. We're like, yes. keep, keep the throne warm for me, Adam, because I'm coming Ooh. to my birthright. I get chills thinking about that. And that would be a really cool thing because here's the thing. If you give Brody Lee Jr. five takes in one of them, he's going to nail it. He's a really, really talented kid. And I feel like there's a, there's a, a way where he could actually build a lot of pathos and Adam Page being told, by Brody Lee Jr., you are the one who will lead this faction. Like, like Adam Page like feels like he's obligated to. And then where do you go with that storyline? Yes. There's a lot of fun things there. Uh, Jonah Jordan says, remember when the biggest hype was how Hangman would factor into the Omega story? Now I have no idea where any of it is going, but I love it. What I want to see is this Bullet Club incarnation run roughshod over the company so hard that it's like, he has to step up. Like he's got to be the guy. He knows Omega so well. He knows the inside, inside out so well that, that he ends up doing that. Uh, Cyclops says Paige is so emotionally damaged. And Matt's a creep. That's the thing. I mean, I I didn't necessarily think too much of the, the Matt Hardy working the marks on Twitter thing over the the golf cart, but I do think that when he did the the parking lot promo. That was a very much in character thing that he was like, people won't think is in character, but can accentuate his character. But yes, I I do want to say I don't like that. There's a contingency of the audience that won't watch BTE, but I feel like the bigger event happened on BTE where Anna Jay said, no, no, they're having their little slumber party. And she said, get the fuck out of here. We're a family. You don't want to be a part of it. Go away. I thought you were talking about uh, Smiz and Wiz and Kizen on TNT. I thought you were going to talk about that. Uh, The actual actual quote from Carl Anderson is, it said, quote, 
You mean we can't smoke weed and come on TNT? End quote. Hmm. That's that's BTE for you. Uh, Brian Dan says Serpentico makes all of his opponents look great. That's what he's there for right now. And he's doing his job. And I think it's great. We have a lot of people uh, asking for dream matches right now. Josh Cardenas says, can we get El Fantasma versus Ray Phoenix? I'll take Ray Phoenix against a broomstick at this point. <laughs> he's amazing. He's one of the best people in the world. And then Evan Wright says, give me Naito versus Orange Cassidy, you cowards. That would be the match. That would be the match if they did New Japan versus AEW. And the thing is, I think they do New Japan versus AEW. They fill up MSG easy, very easy, whenever things get normal again. Christian Ramos says, give me Minoru Suzuki and Orange Cassidy, TK. That match is cursed. They they tried to do that. (laughs) It's cursed. Brian DeAmbrose says, Britt versus Thunder was a strong match. It makes me look forward to wrestling in the future. Another note, uh, you want someone to out-bastard MJF versus Suzuki. You know what? That that would be one that would fit the who can we find to possibly out-bastard this guy. But I think Suzuki is a bastard in a different way. So I I kind of like MJF, and I wouldn't want him to get killed. You know? Yeah. Really, really hurt. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, Volob says, Hangman sh- should beat up Kenny O'Shega, middle-aged bucks, Festus and smaller Festus if Kenta can. Well, somebody's got some hate stored up there. <laughs> got some hate stored up there. And I wasn't ready for it. Evan Wright said, inject Eddie family versus Archer and Bear Country directly into my veins. Bear Country's getting over, Robert. They are, but this goes right back to does the referee not what's going on here when he literally goes over to the other side to stop one of the baby faces? Meanwhile, there's a man setting up a table in the ring. Stop that. Do that. What are you doing? Uh, but no, I like I like this. This could lead to some good things and another great team for AEW. So uh, we speaking of Lance Archer and Eddie Kingston, Lumberjack match. Alex, how you feel? Lance Archer got the win and we would see him later. I mean, uh, Lance Art, Lance Art, I mean, Eddie Kingston got the cheap win, not cheap, but cleverly heel win last week. And Lance Archer gets, gets, a, gets a win back this week. Uh, the, the, the lumberjack match, like, I feel like ding, ding, the match starts and the lumberjacks immediately start beating each other up. Um, <laughs> JR had a, had a couple of choice, uh, utterances, uh, tonight. My favorite was, um, if these two men were doing this to each other in the street, they'd be in jail. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's true. Uh, I I thought this was all fun and good. Um, I, I actually like to finish a lot of, um, of you know, the strikes from, from Eddie to, to Lance aren't putting them down. So I'm going to go to the top rope and then gets, gets uh, put into the, um, the blackout. I think it's, it's fine. It's good. Uh, Eddie at some point needs to win. And win, yeah. win consecutively. I feel like we've been but, saying that a while, though, haven't we? The thing is, is that I know that in the middle of the second hour next week, he can come out and cut a minute and a half long promo and be like, that guy's bulletproof forever because he, he can do that with himself. It's kind of a cheat code. Like, there's a lot of guys that, like, if you if they had the win loss record of Andy, Eddie, especially in big marquee matches, there's no way they could recover from it. But Eddie Kingston goes out there, again, talks for an, a minute, and you're like, well, this guy can do no wrong. 
You know what, though? That's dangerous territory because that's the kind of mindset that makes somebody go, oh, no, pal, you lose to The Undertaker at WrestleMania and you'll be the most overheal in the company. It's, yeah. it's dangerous. Uh, Cyclops says Anna and Paige segment was great TV and should be on TV. I think they do need to start airing some of that stuff, like even a little bit. Uh, Phil, I, I see this, but I don't see a question with it. So submit a question. We'll take it down for you. Uh, Jam on Ryan B. Jam says spotted Renee Michelle, who's Drake Maverick's wife, former 24 seven champion. Yeah. AEW just bringing all the WWE rejects, huh? I know. Uh, in the crowd behind Allie tonight during the Archer Eddie match, probably other impact people in the crowd. I don't think she's got a contract. I don't think she has a contract. And this fellow says, Hey, Sean, how much you pay for our only fans, your mother's, uh, two GBP, which is what you just paid me. Thanks for fronting me the cost homeboy. It's greatly appreciated so after this we got the ftr tully promo i gotta say what a week to get suspended the coldest aew taping night they'll be there tomorrow when it's like 60 something they're gonna be fine uh alex how'd you feel about this promo i i really appreciated the reveal because i was not expecting it um, I mean, this we've seen these promos before. Oh, how dare you suspend us? Kind of a thing. Oh, oh, but we, listen, we're not. I love the we're not bad guys, but sometimes we do bad guy shit. I love and, that. And, and 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 like that's that's great. That's a really because honestly, every heel should think that about themselves. Yes, as opposed to I am evil. Like all I you people. Yeah, I I don't I don't need that. I I. I, lo- I like this a lot. And and Marco Stunt is a perfect guy to be handcuffed to a chair is a weird thing to say, but also it's true. Yes, it is. Uh, we get a promo saying that Joey Janela, he's going to win the TNT championship. And somebody asks, why does he get a TNT title match? So I'm going to pull up his cage match, see what his recent record is. And I'm going to say, I don't know. <laughs> i don't have an answer for you now, now normally sense. normally you tend to say well they're winning on dark or they're doing this is good but it's not yeah i i have no idea this felt like well joey what? is on our payroll we should do something yeah. with him <laughs> love joey, joey janella fun story about joey janella i was gonna save it for sean ross stories on select but I'm like doing the aew spot where i get my hair cut and i'm standing right next to brody brandy rhodes pretty high up in the company right joey janela walks by and goes sean ross sap i'm not giving you any more dirt <laughs> and i said oh thanks for that <laughs> great thanks uh, for that. i love joey interviewed him at 12 30 a.m while he was cooking pasta one night <laughs> i i i also love joey janela and i and i appreciate that there's there's that's that's the guy they have when they need to slot him in this like why does Joey Janela have this match? It's, I think probably describes 45 to 55% of his matches. Why is Joey Janela getting this match versus Kenny Omega? Yeah. Just because they just, need a guy who's going to die in this in this match versus Kenny Omega to make Kenny Omega look strong. That's fine. And, I mean, even in GCW, he's getting 50-50. He just lost yeah. to Everett Connors after he beat Treehouse Lee. Like, I, I watched it. It was on Fight Forever. The other thing is that I feel like there's got to be somebody who's had an amazing streak on Dark who gets a title shot versus Darby Allen because of it. And because of the threat levied by Taz and his boys, we might go into next week thinking, is there a shot 
that they might interfere and actually yeah. get the title off of Darby, that'd be an interesting wrinkle going into their big tag, their their big street fight. But because it's Joey Janela, I don't believe for a second they're going to take the title off and put it on Joey. Like I, sure, I and and I I I don't know why they don't just heat him up on Dark. They just give him yeah, four or five wins there. That's good enough for me. You tell me that somebody's got a four or five win streak in the UFC and you're giving him a title match. I'm like, oh, yeah. all right, makes sense. And I would that believe question- more in Griff Garrison right now than I would <laughs> Joey Janela, and that seems harsh, but it doesn't seem like they are invested in Joey at all. Um, uh, we, that super chat was from eloquent, by the way, I just want to make sure I, I gave him the proper credit since he sent me that super chat. Uh, we got a lot coming in about something with, with Kenta. Um, we have someone, JJ Lee, JJ Lee saying Aldous needs to go to dailies NWA getting lost. He says content's coming soon. I wouldn't expect him in Daly's place. I'll just say that. Um, no, I have not seen this Kenta Omega video yet. I'm watching it right now. So I'll I'll kind of catch it as we cover the next next thing. Uh, Ryan B. James says that guy went and noticed me, senpai. That super chat. Well, he did. Uh, <laughs> so the wedding. Jerry Lynn walks Penelope to the ring. You had Vicky Guerrero there. It was a wedding. I mean, you know, you know the drill. Miro ends up uh, cutting this this big promo, and he's chained to the turnbuckle, and then Chuck punches kip sabian um as far as weddings go i was just like that's another wedding robert yeah so they had said we're getting really married and i was cool with that because it's like hey it's pandemic they're kind of they can get married on tv and then you can can literally do a ceremony whenever you want when things go normal yeah and then i look in the ring and there's a james mitchell and i'm like didn't somebody get shot the last time you officiated a wedding on television? Shouldn't we avoid this guy? But no, they do it. They get married. Well, Ty is gone. She's she's doing true. time right now. They, we they didn't, we didn't know safe. where she was going, though. They could have sent her to Jacksonville. You never know. Evan writes and pop fat massively for Father James Mitchell. And Brian says, that wedding had all the slime of Vegas at 2 a.m. It's uh, on brand. I- Yes, it is. Eloquent says, I appreciate that the wedding actually happened. Yeah, I mean, that's that, I mean, it was just a wedding. To me, it was like, all right, what's it going to be? It's a you, wedding. You know, wedding for the the wedding was uh, interrupted before the actual wedding. You know, yeah. that's why that's, that's usually what interruptions. I, I did appreciate, A, Rusev, Rusev wore the same... Uh, outfit when he got married to Lana on Raw years ago that Miro wore tonight. Uh, it's the exact same vest and and slacks that he wore. I think that's an awesome touch. That that's basically just you know what uh, what Miro wears to weddings. Also, him being hyper aware of all the bad things that can happen during a wrestling wedding is great. Like that was amazing. That big box, like just that, that's so good. That's so good. Um, that was probably my favorite part. He's like, I've been here. I've done this. So I, I did dig that. Main event, and boy, is there some stuff to talk about. Uh, well, let, let me get to these super chats first. Uh, Stellar Justin Lopez said, Miro, all people knew not to check the cake. That's the truth. And Ryan B. JM said, uh, Miro not having anyone to uh, coming to object to the wedding uh, was the best part of it. 
I that that's the thing. Like that that was you got to play off of that. You can't ignore it. No. Then we got the main event. Oh boy, you had Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers defeating Pac, Ray Phoenix, John Moxley. Phoenix was all over the goddamn place. He is awesome. Oh, before we get to this, I need to mention Shaq and the Inside the NBA set. I loved it. I love Inside the NBA. Like teams that I don't even care about, I'll watch on TNT just because I like Inside the NBA. And I was telling the Young Bucks in our interview, I was like, man, you should have Charles Barkley like chirping at him, talking trash to Shaq like the whole time because that's what they do. I love seeing this this integration. Yeah, I guess I'm 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 I understand I understand in the same way that that you know you're gonna you want to get different eyes on the product with Bad Bunny and WWE do the same thing with Shaq, but I I don't I don't need to see Shaq wrestle. Come Cody on, Rose. I, I do. It. I it's it's been <laughs> teased for 25 years of my life that Shaq would wrestle. I'm ready to just finally see it and be done with it. Good, bad, or indifferent. But they've been teasing it since the Hogan WCW days. That's true. Jonah Jordan says, after Snoop, then Bad Bunny, does this mean Shaq is going off the top, too? <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Swanton bomb, baby. Please. I mean, here's the thing. We know that Shaq at one time was one of the best athletes in the world. Yeah. We just don't know how athletic he's going to be. <laughs> and Evan Wright says, Gallows bumped his ass off for Phoenix. My God. Yes, he great. did. That drop great. kick. Gallows was like, I got one in me. Here we go. (laughs) I loved it. Uh, But this match in particular was overshadowed by Kenta showing up. And Dog King says Mox has somehow pissed off several different generations of Bullet Club. (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. We do have multiple generations working together now. I have to expect AJ Styles and... Finn Balor to show up and beat up Moxley at this point. Or AJ's going to call him a turd on a Twitch stream or something. Yeah. This was big. This is what, what they say, the the forbidden door being Oh, open. yeah. Let me get to the super chats there. Ryan B. James says, NJPW's forbidden door has just been blown wide open. Nerd Guru says, seems like the forbidden door opening makes us wrestling fans dream of the day where there's no wrestling doors and Roman Reigns out of nowhere hits Cody with a spear. The world will rejoice. Yes, because we never, never in the McMahon era have truly got that. Yeah. Never. And I mean, I remember back in the day, like Hogan versus Flair when I was a little kid and then Flair jumped over. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, Sting and The Undertaker. Well, we never got that. I don't think we're ever going to get that with WWE and AEW. But with New Japan coming over, and let me tell you, New Japan's petty about a lot of stuff. This gives me hope, Alex. Oh yes, uh, yeah. There's, there's even, yeah. There's, there's a lot of hope there uh, from from this, and also uh, the 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 thing I was talking about the Kenta stuff coming out of this, the post show little thing they did for social media. Uh, Kenny Omega uh, issuing a challenge to Tony Khan to book it, you coward. Uh, him and Kenta versus John Moxley and Lance Archer in a lights out falls count anywhere match next week. Yeah. So, so, so it feels like that door has been shattered, blown off its hinges. You cannot repair it. That door is why they, they took out the entire wall. There's, there's no way to put that door back together. 
I love it. And you got Evil Uno, as Evan Wright says, saying Dark Order and LIJ. Like, all of them. The whole factions. Do a 10-man, 50-man, whatever. What does it take? Like, give me give me that. JL says Cody should come out with <laughs> Mitchell. That, that doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about now. But <laughs> neither does this. Josh Cardenas says, guess TK got to buy what is love. It's true. Oh, man. Uh, Brian D'Ambra said AEW just posted the promo between Omega and Kenta. Why don't you explain that to me, Alex? Uh, it's it's just Kenta walking out, and, and Kenny Omega catches up to him and says, hey, uh, what's up? And he's like, I'm just here to beat up John Moxley, basically. And then Kenta <laughs> walks off, and that's when uh, Kenny Omega turns to the camera and basically like saying, I know you're watching this, uh, Tony Khan. Uh, I'm going to smooth things over with my buddy uh, Kenta. What about uh, how about we do this? And so he says, you know, lights out match next week, me and Kenta versus Moxley and Lance Archer. Seems seems like fun. <laughs> I mean, when I was at when I was at the the scrums, and Robert, I'm sure you've seen it when I covered it, like Tony would say, I think one good favor deserves another. Seems like he's finally getting his favors back. It seems like, and they're very uh, blunt about this when Harold Mage was president. And now that he's gone, maybe things will open up a little bit more. I kind of, so on BTE, when they dedicated a whole bit to, uh, yeah, there is no evil here. And by the way, this isn't a work. We're not working with you. I went, oh, there it is. They're going to work together. And shortly thereafter, Jay White said, hey, listen, we're the Bullet Club. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This isn't no comedy bullshit to sell t-shirts. I think Jay White will be in AEW before All Out. God. I mean, he, hey, he would be the one that I feel like MJF has, has to out-bastard. He would be like, one of them, but I think we've got a completely uh, different story. Um, Joel Pearl mentions uh, your message is longer than the character limit on your, your super chat. Got to have more money to send that red. Yeah, guys, that, that's just the way it's set up. Uh, got to follow the rules in that regard. Eloquent says, give me empires <laughs> except for Ocon against the death triangle. I think I got literally the great O'Shawn character over on wrestle talk more than, Great Ocon, and I'm not happy about that. I'm very embarrassed about that. Uh, Matt J. Hendricks says Omega wants a team uh, with Kenta against Mox and Archer. Hans says on the post show that Kenny announced Omega and Kenta against Archer and Mox. Kentucky 2110 says AW's Twitter. Kenny challenged Mox and Archer. Like it, Boris Nezdovich even brought it up. He says online video exclusive. He asked for it. So, I mean, like even as we're going on the air, 
Rafael Garcia. Did you see the video of Omega telling him to shut the F up and he's not here for him? He's he's yeah. there for Moxley only. They're getting buzz after the show, too. That's good. That's very promising, Alex. Oh, it's incredibly promising. This is I mean, the thing where you're like it's it's a huge, huge deal. Like yes. it's 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 something like well the thing with impact seems almost quaint by comparison. Like yes. it's amazing that like this that that was also kind of like crazy to think about considering what this what the world of wrestling was a few years ago where it was basically WWE and then some other things and then New Japan over there. Yes. Like AEW's decided, "Hey, we're going to create a we're going to create something from the ground up." And we're going to involve everybody else in, into it too. Make it a big pool that everybody can jump into and have a good time, as opposed to this insular thing over there, this monolith that is not accommodating to other things. I think there's a, it's a certainly a different business model, and I'm I'm certain I'm very excited to see where it goes. Uh, we've got Leonardo saying U.S. Suzuki Goon reunion. Walker Walk. Archer walks around in BTE with Suzuki Goon gear already. That's the thing. They can integrate a lot of this stuff. Also, Davy Boy Smith Jr. is a free agent right yeah. now. Like, mm. whoo. Brian DeAmber says, you guys need to do that booking show you've been te- teasing us with. There's some content out there. Listen, guys, when Fightful Select moves to Fightful.com off the Patreon service, by the way, subscribe to that. I know a lot of you have been telling me, oh, I'm waiting for that to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't develop the site. That's on Jimmy. But basically, I'm going to say, hey, Alex Palowski, free reign. Bill us <laughs> softly, brother. Enjoy it. And he can do whatever he wants over there. I don't care. If he if he wants to book Shaq versus Donovan Mitchell with it going to a no contest because Rudy Gobert walks in and touches everything in the room, then, then he can do it. Don't, like it's, don't spoil my my booking. My I got the pencils, Sean. Yes, well, it'll it'll happen. Kentucky says I want Yano and Cabana to stay friends. Hear me out. Cabana tries to recruit Yano to Dark Order. That's sure. that's that's what I need to do. Uh, Evan Wright says Mox will need to give Shooter Umino a call. That's a thing. That's who I would want Mox to be like. Like ah, uh, you got all these guys in Bullet Club. Nah, this is my guy right here. This is. I want Umino. That's it. And that would be awesome. But then Umino acts like an assassin. Like, you think he's this meek guy, but then he just lays waste to everybody. That would be a great way to introduce him. Yeah. Palab uh, says, Yano in the Dark Order, please. Biomonkey says, this mean we get Suzuki versus Cassidy match we were promised? <laughs> Possibly. I don't know if New Japan would like it, but I know AEW would love it. But here's the thing. I... I, I releasing all these top 10 videos of of the year i think i did like 30 or something for AEW because i was able to track them orange cassidy is one of the biggest youtube draws AEW has it's huge brian d'amber says omega ibushi ends with them kissing calling it wouldn't be surprised i mean not be surprised (laughs) wouldn't be surprised at all uh and rafael says in your opinion what would have to happen for wwe to even be open to something like this um Maybe NBC, Peacock, and Fox going like, listen, do this because we know how big it would be. I think it would have to be something like that. What do you all think? Yeah, it would have to, it would have to come from 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 it's interesting too, like because it's you have like that's the, the deal with Peacock, the NBC Universal property, and Fox being the home of, of SmackDown means there's not like a a, a, a 
<laughs> that's true. <laughs> Robert, that, that, that's a that's a big thing. Um, but they they don't have that that monolithic uh, you know company that's in charge of everything. So I I don't I don't know that if if NBC was running the whole thing and NBC said Vince you're doing this, he just kind of have to do it. So now we would require Fox and NBC to get together and have people from both of them go to Vince and say, you're doing this because it's going to help everybody. Exactly. You would need that or the investor call, the people who usually ask about NXT and call it next, would need to say, well, we're hearing a lot of good things about this Orange Cassidy. When's he going to be on your TV? And then they might feel forced to use Orange Cassidy or use Kenny Omega or anybody. Dante says, three things I want. A year-long build to a proper AEW New Japan pay-per-view. A Maki Ito is all elite banner. And the women's tournament on Dynamite with proper with Britt winning. That's the thing. you got all this great talent. But I think most people are on board knowing that Britt should probably win this thing. <laughs> um, and as far as the build to an AEW New Japan pay-per-view, give me a like world tour pay-per-view. Throw Impact in there. Throw NWA in there if they want in there. Like, they could do a two-night show. I'm not saying it'd be a stadium filler or something like that. But I think that if you combined all that stuff, and if it were next next year, they could do, like, a 30,000-seat thing. They were filling up 15, 16 before this. If you get New Japan on board, you get Impact, just the buzz surrounding that I think would do well. And Leonardo says... What if Bea Priestley shows up in the women's tournament? I mean, it's it's possible. Now, you think that uh, Ring of Honor is starting to feel a little left out right now? From what I understand, they, they've had a pretty positive relationship with AEW. So I don't know. Um, yeah. And Josh Cardena says, apparently Excalibur mentioned Mike Bailey last week. He did. And Evan Wright says, put them all in the video game. Well, I mean, the fact that Impact Wrestling told their talent to get the hell out of the virtual basement video game, the wrestling code. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's smoke where there's fire. Or where there's fire, there's whatever the hell. <laughs> Boris says, AEW is becoming the epicenter of global and independent wrestling. Can't wait for more working together between the promotions. Tonight we saw NWA, Impact, New Japan, and AEW. And then they were like, oh yeah, by the way, we've got all these great Joshi wrestlers as well. So that is that is just outstanding. Everything's coming together. Kind of like a variety pack from magicspoon.com. Hot diggity dog. You know what? I love that peanut butter flavor. And they released peanut butter as a limited edition flavor in 2020, and it sold out three different times. It's got so much love, they decided to keep it permanently and add it to the bestseller variety pack, which also includes frosted, fruity, and cocoa. I love that. This makes the perfect variety pack. For me, you know, I love cereal. I constantly talk about it, and I love Magic Spoon. You know, you can drink the protein shakes and the powder all you want, but now this is a more delicious way to get your protein before, after workouts, if you're snacking throughout the day, if you want something to kind of tide you over, or you're just looking to fill up because this stuff will fill you up with one bowl. That's how it works for me. Other cereals, I'm going back, and I'm refilling it over and over again. This stuff has zero sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, and only 140 calories per serving. That is so good. It's so health conscious, way different than standard cereals. And it's keto friendly. It's gluten free. It's grain free, soy free, low carb, and GMO free. Uh, This stuff is healthy and delicious. 
and you can even mix flavors. Like I tried and I mixed cocoa and peanut butter and it tasted like peanut butter cup cereal. It is so awesome. Like you don't get the opportunity to do that with a lot of other cereals. And you can go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Use that code Fightful, get $5 off your order. One of our mods, Queen Hannah, ordered some Magic Spoon. I love this stuff. I mean, when you're not as active as you should be, it helps as well. When you are active, I mean, it, it just continues to add on. Check out magicspoon.com slash Fightful and use that promo code Fightful. <sighs> Lots of buzz tonight about New Japan and AEW and Impact and NWA and plenty about Magic Spoon as well. NXK says we need Mox versus Yano too. He's got a win on him. I don't want that at all. <laughs> at all. Right. Uh, NXT though, Edge popped up here. And when it was announced, I thought, why not? Man's a free agent. He never got drafted. He's got the golden ticket. It it would It would annoy me more if he didn't show up on NXT, Robert, because at least now it seems like that title is in consideration, even though it's really not at all. So this was established last year with Charlotte, mm-hmm. and they played on that this year and made a lot of sense. He's never been there as a character. He got to say, this is what made me want to even wrestle in the first place. Uh, I'm going to be watching your match because they confirmed Balor and Pete Dunne. And he said, I'm going to be watching because you never know. Maybe I want that. He did say he might make his decision before February 14th. So they did throw that out there. But that wasn't it. They showed him shaking hands with Bronson Reed. He goes outside, tells the cameraman, I wouldn't tell you if I knew I was coming here anyway. And then Karrion Cross shows up and says, you better choose wisely. And Edge says, that was stupid because maybe you just motivated me to stay. And I don't think you want that. This was worth the decision for me to watch NXT because Edge is great, and I'm so happy he's doing the full run. Yes. Uh, what did you think of the, the promo with Balor, Pete Dunn, and him? I mean, we might as well get to it now. I thought it was really good, but mostly because of the Edge parts because Finn Balor basically saying, oh, you want to fight me? Okay, well, fight at TakeOver. That seemed like a given. Um, Pete Dunn is still doing the Pat McAfee stable. Don't know why. So this I, really felt like, hey, let's just get Edge here, and maybe we can tease Edge versus Finn Balor, which I do think happens one day on the main roster. I the, the best part of that whole thing to me was Edge walking up to Pete Dunn saying, "You remind me a lot of me," and Pete Dunn going. Just did the shrug because <laughs> it was so in keeping for Pete Dunn. I don't care if I if you if I remind you of me, an old man, whatever. And Pete's like, I would I would have done the same shrug as you did uh, just now, ten years ago, kid. I I think that's a really cool thing. But what this is is this is Edge putting over all of NXT as like a unit, like the the idea of because you can imagine like him sitting at home for years watching the tear it up in NXT because they love the sport of wrestling and how that speaks to him so much because I have a feeling that's the kind of guy he always aspired to be but at that time in WWE that kind of work rate wasn't looked upon as like something you should be doing I feel like Edge in his heart of hearts would love to get like a one really good match in NXT against their top guys I think he'd love that 
And Antonio said, crazy how that angle overshadowed one of the best dynamite matches. And they need that triangle versus the young bucks. I mean, I think they'll, they'll eventually get there with that. And to kind of tidy up the AEW super chats, Ryan B. Jam and said, Mox, Archer, Phoenix, Pac, Omega, Good Brothers, Kenta on a random dynamite before Revolution is what I'm expecting now. I hope so. I mean, that is, that is the world coming together right there. It should happen. Nerd Guru says they completely buried NXT with Charlotte last year. And with Edge, I have hopes for just the opposite. Well, Edge ain't picking the NXT title. No. That ain't happening. Uh, but I, I like that he showed up there. NXT needs this. NXT is outside of the, the booking of the tag team division, which quite frankly was bare a few months ago before grizzled young vets showed up. It's, it was becoming like raw light to me. It was a lot of the same stuff. Like, and even still, if I got to cut some time out on a show, I'm cutting the first three minutes of any NXT match out. Cause I know it's going to be chain wrestling. Somebody going to the outside and they're going to a picture in picture. Like it's, it's just how it is. Uh, we got a super chat from Nerd Guru saying, give me Edge on NXT Weekly, putting over young guys. I guarantee you when the time comes, Edge is going to be putting over young guys. I think that's going to happen. Yep. I do think Edge will work a match on NXT. It's one of the reasons why that uh, fake graphic was able to get so many people because he just seems like the kind of person who, okay, yeah, I could see him actually doing this. Sure. Cactus J22 says, I might be in the minority here, but after that Ghost Bumps promo, give me Edge, Balor, and Dunn at Mania. Showcase the NXT title and brand at Mania. The reality is, I personally don't have that much interest in Dunn and Balor, but if you throw Edge in there, I will. I don't have a ton of interest in Balor as champion right now. It's been very uninspired. It didn't exist for months, yeah. but any any thoughts on that, Alex? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in seeing a Balor versus Dunn match because I... I I I I like Dunn in the ring a lot more than I than I think um, than you know his his persona out of the ring would 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 grant. But um, yeah, Edge Edge deciding at some point I'm gonna I'm gonna work NXT for a couple of months because I think he should stay a free agent for as long as he's back. Like don't don't strain him constrain him to one brand. Let him work the entire time even after this. But I feel like his like oh maybe after. Uh, Vengeance Day, I'll pick to fight the winner of this match. I feel like his decision is going to be made for him by Roman this Friday. I feel like they're not going to have him hang out there waiting around to pick something. I feel like it's going to, this Friday is going to set that up for everybody. Then we had, uh, well, actually I'll save, I'll save that one because I think there, there's a better, a better fit for it. But uh, we, we got the Dusty Rhodes tag classic advancing on on the women's side dakota and raquel defeated caden uh, carter and casey Catanzaro. casey was off tonight this was I, I didn't like this i thought she was off the finish didn't her finish didn't look good the head scissors in the ring didn't look good i don't think raquel should have been selling this much at all raquel should be like hit the big boot hit the side slam do your cool moves maybe take a couple of punches I think she's getting exposed or, or I think she's getting beaten up a little bit too much, Robert. Sean and Hunter know how to book Big Daddy Cool Diesel. And I think they need to apply that right now because yeah. Raquel's doing great. Don't they did the right thing by not having her in the rumble because they knew she would have had to get eliminated. I like that. Now don't overexpose her on NXT. Obviously, 
her and Dakota get to the finals because they should. They should win unless the idea is to move Shotzi and Ember to the tag title feud, which could move them up to the main roster, which should be the ultimate goal here, despite them never mentioning it. Yes, Casey was off, but that's to be expected. She's still kind of green. She was retired for a hot minute, and then they canceled live events, so she's only working so much. But Raquel and Dakota are the right people to win here. Joseph Christ, it's Balor versus Dunn. Loser will be eaten through a straw. As I said on on the Royal Rumble show, I expected him to say that to Edge, and Edge is like, listen, I broke my neck. Like, I didn't need, my jaw was okay. It was was fine. Tim Traverson, in a big super chat, and we want to wish him well. He's recovering from surgery, and he says, want to challenge everybody to do 30, 40 minutes of stretching every evening this week, rocking with it with my rehab on my left ankle. Thank you, Fightful. Listening to you all while doing my rehab. Alex is the man. You know what? I will take you up on that. I'm going to start doing that every single night while, uh, yeah, as, as I wind down my night. I use a wheel to, to kind of help me stretch out. I'm not going to say what it is because they don't pay me nothing. <laughs> but maybe they can hit me up. <laughs> uh, Matt J. Hendricks says, I love the whole Zia Lee thing is getting a backstory. I must have missed this, Robert. So... Have you ever, like you didn't. Have you ever played Dynasty Warriors? Either one of you. Hell have no. You just played ridiculous. Like, I don't. I don't know. It's apparently somebody was a dragon had two children, and this. Uh, <laughs> I, I I'll tell you, I'll be very blunt with you guys and say I asked Jeremy. I said, I'm not, like, what do I do with this? Because if I need to write about it, I need more backstory because I have more questions than answers. Just plug our Twitch, please. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Yeah, and Jeremy's doing great over there with that. He is. And here's the thing. I like it. Shawn Michaels on the Getting Over podcast flat out said, Tian Shaw is the name of this group. They're going to be huge on TV. My thing was, whoa, yes. wait a minute. The woman sitting in the chair is a thousand years old, and she's the daughter of a dragon. What are we? What are we doing here? The 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 thing is, is that they say that this woman sitting in the chair is yes, the daughter of a dragon and a thousand years old. And they come back from this. It's really cool. Like it's animated in a really cool like ink and pen kind of a thing. It looks like ancient Chinese calligraphy. It's really well done. But they get to come back from it, and Beth Phoenix says, how are we supposed to believe that this woman is a 1,000 years old? I'm like, are you watching Raw, honey? It's like, <laughs> like 14 costume changes in a minute. Just Raw? Like Impact Wrestling. Yeah, They're true. shooting people. They're running over little kids. They, they got a whole underworld alternate thing for like two years. <laughs> like, then here's, here's the thing. They're very excited about that. And I, I yeah. think that Shawn Michaels and Triple H are geniuses. I have no problem saying that. I will trust them for now. But this Ugh. this woman sitting in this chair killed her brother to prove that she was vicious to Papa Dragon here. And well, I, don't know, I don't know if Papa Dragon had a name. I might have missed that part. But this is just insane. And the thing is, they have trademarked, like, 10 things to go along with this faction. So we're not done. There's more. And I don't know who they are. And you know what? This is why I'm I'm more conservative when it comes to capital punishment, at least. Because if they would have sentenced her to life for killing her brother instead of 25 years, 
it would have made it more of a dent. She's a thousand years old. She got out for that like 400 years ago, just roaming the streets, killing people, showing up at wrestling shows. This can't stand. Is Ho-Ho-Loon the descendant of a dragon? That's what I need to know. Is legendary Ho-Ho-Loon the descendant of a dragon? (laughs) Rafael Garcia says, Robert's reaction to that. I need a Fightful Select show. I'm trying to describe WWE angles. I will be down. We're doing that. We're going to start Big Boss Man's 1999. That's what we're doing. Al Snow, Big Show. Guys, all the pepper for everybody. Guys, please leave a thumbs up. Uh, on this video, Daniel R says, hi, if you could bring in one person to a different company for one match, who would it be to me, Zack Sabre jr. Uh, to WWE for Daniel Bryan's retirement match. If you want to talk about a smooth, like actual wrestling match, there are three people I've seen that I put on the level uh, in person, Gable, Bryan, Zack Sabre, those three, the smoothest I've ever seen. I would Oh, for the stupid sports entertainment, I would so badly want to see Cody and Triple H. Just just for the Twitter reaction to that. Uh, what about you guys? Uh, the Cody Triple H one is not something I'd thought of, but now it's dominating my thoughts. Just because of the, the battling entrances, it would take 45 minutes from the beginning of one entrance until the end of the second. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm at a loss after that one. <laughs> the reality is Adam Cole was murdered and yet somehow appears on another show. I need him to face Kenny Omega for murdering him. Well, Karrion Cross looks like he's going to murder, uh, <laughs> looks like he's going to murder Santos Escobar. Uh, Lucha House Party got beat by Legato Del Fantasma in the dusty cup. But then after that, you had Santos Escobar uh, defeating Kurt Stallion. So a big night for them. And it seems like another feud is going on. Um, Lucha house party, kill it all the time. They're very good. Like, here's the thing. I'm a, I'm a staunch defender of the brand split, but I'm like, you know what? I don't mind them getting their roses. They, they are long overdue. I'm going to let it slide right here. I mean, it ain't, Nine people from another show popping up. But Legato Del Fantasma had a very big night, Robert. And they they did they they did more building up Kurt Stallion since he got his title shot than they did before he actually earned it. Right. I to start off Lucha House Party, I like in my mind, Triple H is just like, listen, you had me bring all these people in for a cruiserweight brand. I'm using them because you're not. And I think that's good. Legado del Fantasma deserves to win here. They are obviously the big group surrounding Santos. Santos versus Kurt Stallion would have been so much more with some build. And they even said Kurt Stallion making his NXT debut. And he's been number one contender since like Thanksgiving. And uh, (laughs) whatever, okay. I thought maybe, okay, we get the belt off of Escobar so he can fight Cross. No, they didn't do that. They kept it on him, but they made it very clear he's going to fight Karrion Cross at some point. That's the weirdest thing. Like the the like the only thing they have to do for for Karrion Cross before they gift him back his title that he never lost because you know that's happening. Um, when he finally gets his hands on Finn Balor, he's winning that match, and then he'll be champion for a year. Like 
Before that, he's going to mess up the cruiserweight division. He's 206, listed at 265 pounds. He's going to walk in there and crush the guy who's been in charge of that division since the spring or summer, whenever the hell that tournament was. That's a weird choice to make because then all of a sudden that cruiserweight title belt, it looks like what they did back when they were having giant guys crush all the cruiserweights 20 years ago. Like the cruiserweight champion had no shot against a much bigger guy because well he's much smaller, so we can't fight him. That's that doesn't speak full of your cruiserweight division that you've been trying to keep afloat for years. Well, don't I, worry, Alex, because they said on commentary that the linear champion, the guy with the lineage, is Jordan Devlin. So, oh no, they're they're safe over in NXT UK. I yeah, I completely forgot about that title. I like that while this is happening, as imposing as Karrion Cross is. Santos Escobar is standing there smiling. Yeah, he was not impressed, and I liked that a lot. I do too, and I don't think it hurt Karrion Cross one bit because I thought Karrion Cross's words carried, no pun intended, enough. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to let you think about how bad I'm going to hurt you. And Santos Escobar is like, not worried. That's what I want to see. I want to see two people that want to fight each other and that are protected fight each other. Yep. That's common sense booking. I love it. One of my favorite things this week. Yeah. Jesse Kamea defeated Tony Storm by DQ because Mercedes Martinez came in with her chucks, beat that ass. Io Shirai came out and went all Shao Kahn on him. Just sat up there, watched like, impress me, peasants. Um, <laughs> hit, hit, to the point. She hit a moonsault. She, she <laughs> missed a moonsault by a mile. She performed um, one. She performed a moonsault. There you go. That uh, Big Boston podcast is going to be great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what would you think of this? This is fine. This is good. Uh, Jessica Maya, officially in the Robert Stone brand. I only know this because there was a logo next yes. to her Titantron that let us know that. They should have played up more that Martinez was here when she was a part of the Robert Stone brand on the last go around. You know, should have played that up more. I like this. I like this three-way dance. It should work out well at TakeOver. I still think that EO will probably walk away with that belt unless they have tag team plans for Raquel and Dakota. Guys, please leave a thumbs up. Uh, I did look over a super chat from Vallabi. He said, why is Cross just get letting everyone else get a shot at the title he never lost while he's going after the cruiserweight <laughs> uh, title? Does he want all the belts? It's not about weight limits. It's about no limits. That's a different show, John. <laughs> he got there through the underworld, okay? All right. He, he, he did it. He and did the thing it. is, no automatic rematches, except when there are. That's, that's yes. what you're forgetting. Uh, Nerd Guru says uh, Roman versus Omega easily for me as the crossover. Yeah. You know what? That's a pretty good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Kenny Omega does fight about 30, 40 pounds bigger than what he is. Like, he can... He can do that. Uh, Austin Theory defeated Leon Ruff. Okay. Uh, okay. Shawn Michaels also said Austin Theory. Named three people. One of them was Shotzi. The other one was Tian Shaw. And then he also said Austin Theory. Uh, that is what it is. I'm just relaying the message. What were the three names? Sorry. There was uh, Shotzi Blackheart, the entire faction of Zia Lee and Tian Shaw, and Austin Theory. Well, let me tell you, those are some picks. Uh, Shotzi needs help with her promos a lot. I don't know how often I can deal with 
welcome to the ball pit, whatever. Right. And then how? Like I'm it's, well past that. She's a she's a she's a she's tank girl. But like that's that's all that's all there is to it right now. She's she's, she's fun to watch a, in the ring. She's got a tank and she howls. Yeah. Okay. Um, Austin Theory is at least smarmy jackass, but I don't know if he's good at being a smarmy jackass yeah. or I think he's a smarmy jackass for other reasons, if you know what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. What's, I, I don't know what the ceiling is for that guy right now, as far as like what you can do with him in his current iteration, you could change it somehow, but right now he's just having his hair ripped out by Dexter Loomis and then sniffed. And yeah. as far as Dialy's group, I get it. Lots of upside in people who live a thousand years. You want to hold on to somebody like that. Yeah, well, I mean, in at least 400 is definitely a, a, an upside. I mean, at least in at least 400 Boa is going to be booked to win the Royal Rumble. I mean, he'll finally be the age to do that soon. So <laughs> at least we have that. Uh, MSK, by the way, held the trophy and mocked Legato del Fantasma. They have a unique way of booking people to be really boring really quick on this show. Because so they're like they're they're so exciting to watch, and, and they are. I don't, I don't, I don't. They're they're obviously they've got a ticket booked straight into the finals against um against what we like a, an amazing team that'll be left over from the other side of the bracket, and and I know that they want us to believe in this young these young guys is like the big hot babyface act, and they're they're not giving them stuff that makes them that. So I've noticed that since the rascals have split and they're, they're smoking less weed, it seems, yes. uh, they seem more arrogant. Turn the girls over on Impact talking about, uh, I had a crutch and I was crutching on them. And these guys were like, oh, yeah, we look good, nearly as good as this trophy. I just, I'm not buying it. I, I just want to say, you can smoke weed in NXT now. I'm just saying, that's what I hear. That's what I hear. Uh, we see some backstage stuff with Johnny Gargano. Uh, he's in, he's interviewed and, uh, he's going to be defending his North American title against Kushida. This makes sense. I wish they would have done it without Gargano having to, to lose and all that stuff, but I want to see him face Kushida because Kushida keeps winning. They did this thing though, with the brawl that happened after he met Kushida in Regan Regal's office where Kushida kicked his elbow as he was down and, and they were very concerned about Johnny's elbow. So I wonder if that's a, an angle they're going to play out of this thing that Kushida may have injured Johnny's elbow and they're not going to do this at vengeance day or whatever. It seems odd that they, how did they not name it massacre? Jesus Christ. Vengeance day. Uh, I think you're onto something because they have a bad habit of going, Oh, we've moved this match and nobody's questioning it because times are how they are. Yeah. But I'm beginning to think they're just moving these matches to have something big for the next week. I hope they don't do that with this match because she should just win. I also like that he was just in Regal's office, said, do you have an appointment? Because you need an appointment. And that seemed to upset Johnny Gargano. Uh, Edge gives uh, Bronson Reed some props just being on screen with him. Karrion Cross walks up and threatens Edge, who says that Cross may be giving him a reason to come back to NXT. Edge just being on screen with these guys does an awful lot. I mean, how many tweets and Facebook posts did you see on Monday? The Undertaker, John Cena, right next to the Damian Priest Edge thing. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, 
I got an issue with this because so many people online, Sean, were just saying, oh, my God, did you know that Undertaker in that photo was younger than Damien Priest? I don't care. It's the principle <laughs> of the matter. I don't give a shit about how young and old people are. As well, long as they're good, they're good. Yeah, uh, let me tell you what kind of a worker that The Undertaker was at 37 compared to the worker that Damian Priest was at 38 because they ain't even in the same stratosphere. Undertaker became like a good worker like four or five years after that when he, he leaned himself out and you see him pull down his singlet at the Royal Rumble and he's ripped and we're like, holy shit, what happened here? It wasn't big evil booger red Undertaker anymore. Damian Priest was the opposite. Like Damian Priest of his own admission will say, and I didn't take wrestling seriously. I wasn't in good shape. And now he is. Damian Priest just exudes that guy's fucking cool every time he does something, unless he's on NXT, literally getting the air let out of his tires, which is a yeah. perfect description of so much babyface booking in WWE. Uh, Kevin Kellum wants to know why you can't stop buying all the merch. He's concerned. Uh, because I just have an issue with buying things. I like, listen, I got the money. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Undisputed Era loses to Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. And let me tell you, I am excited about grizzled young veterans against Ciampa and Thatcher. They had to pull apart uh, to, to end the show. But what did you think of the match, Robert? I've never wanted a match to be for the tag team titles so much in my life. These two teams could have gone on for 20 more minutes, and I would have loved it. This was a good match. And Adam Cole right now, anybody else would be treading water. Adam Cole seems like he's just hitting another gear. Yeah, uh, I like this. I like that when he does this, again... When it doesn't feel like a demotion, the wrestler's not treating it like a demotion that he's competing in something like this, and he's got the track record of an Adam Cole over one year as a world champion, that makes it seem more important to me. In the main event of the show, oh, by the way, they ain't winning the match, but he doesn't have a boo-boo face on. He's showing up to work. I love this. This is what I want. This is what I want to see. Yes, it was such a such a great match too. Like, and and the thing about it was is like I covering AEW, like hit the old record on the DVR on AEW, paused it because honestly I knew that that match was was going to be great, but at, at the time I didn't think it was going to be that the ending they had. I didn't think on the line. I I had no idea if it was going to be Champa and Thatcher under undisputed era to win it, and I didn't want to be spoiled by Twitter or whatever. So I sucked down everything else just put it on the TV, sat on the couch without my phone, and just watched every frame of this tag match. And damn, it did not disappoint. These four guys beat the hell out of each other. It was so cool to watch. Thatcher and Ciampa are made for each other. Yeah. They're so good as a tag team. And, I mean, like there was some really hard-hitting, brutal stuff. That's That section near the end of the match where there was, like, German – I tag you in, you do a German, you tag me in, I do a German, and then for good measure, just hit a running knee to his forehead. Like, that was friggin' great. I love the finish, too, of Ciampa laying out in the ring, and Sh- Strong gets back in after all the stuff that happened outside, right into the window, widow's bell, boom, boom, boom. Perfect. Loved it. I will say also, the super kick V-trigger knee combo yeah. was one of the coolest things I have seen in a while. 
This was so good, and I will watch it again week after week. You know what I love? Nights like this, uh, like I can gauge the buzz with our audience by the number of live viewers that we have. And we do really good numbers on Mondays now. We do way better numbers on Friday than I expected. There is nothing that gets more buzz for our channel than a hot Wednesday night. And that is awesome. That is so incredible. And, uh, you know, we like to keep these shows about an hour, an hour and 10 minutes. If we're going longer than that, something wild happened. And lots of wild stuff happened tonight. And somebody pointed out to me, oh, by the way, Kenny Omega is the AAA champion. And he was on the show, like, just company after company. And then on NXT, you got fun stuff going on, too. I didn't think it was as noteworthy. But, I mean, we're talking about a pretty high yeah. bar there. Like, no shame. Nothing wrong with silver, as Cal Naughton Jr. once said. Nothing wrong with silver. Uh, Well, Alex, tell the people about Sour Graps and what you got going on over there. Sour Graps is is my own private little hell that I voluntarily go to (laughs) twice a week where I uh, watch Raw and and SmackDown and try to to make sense of it. Uh, And sometimes that breaks my brain. Twice, Twice last week, my brain got broken. I, I was better. I was better last night talking about Raw. I, I think I, I found my groove. Who knows what'll happen on on SmackDown though? You you never know. Uh, so so uh, yeah. Um, on Tuesday nights and Saturday nights, uh, I I I rip holes in WWE, and I, I try not to. I don't I don't like it. I don't like being an angry person, but sometimes it makes me. Um, uh, and you can find me follow me on the Twitter at Alex Sourgraps. Robert D. Felice, you're at Fightful every day, but tell the people what you do. I am at Fightful every day. I'm always getting news. Maybe I'm playing some games over at twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Maybe I am just getting ratings. You know, I'm just doing a fight size and getting fun quotes from Malcolm Bivens about Warning Edge about the NXT parking lot, which was tremendous. I follow me on Twitter at Dude Felice. I'm also over at Smart Out Moment. I'm over at WrestleZone doing a lot of great podcast stuff. And I'm over at Fanboys Anonymous reviewing James Bond movies. Why are so, you anonymous? Why what why why anonymous? Why don't you it's be weird. proud we of it? We say we're anonymous and then we Martin give Jim our names. Jack just followed me on Twitter. You know? We say we're anonymous and then we give our names. It's very weird. It is very weird. Guys, thank you all so much. Do me a favor. YouTube.com slash fightful scraps. That we, we started it off as a clips channel and then we're like, to hell with it. We'll do anything we want over there. Scraps <laughs> doesn't have to mean clips, but it does. We got clips. We got compilations. We got all kinds of shit over there. Go support it because I want to monetize it. We gave Kyler that raise. So I need to, need to make some money. Until next time, guys. Say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.